with Dr. G, dating over 40. But it's really, really something different and something very, very special that we have going on in this episode. It is really the Urban Bachelor Show. Now, we already told you in a previous podcast and got you up to date on what was happening and what we've been doing and recording the Urban Bachelor Show. And we even told you a little bit about some of the challenges that we had. But we decided we're going to bring it to an even bigger, larger platform because we have 110 countries and a listening and over 3,600 cities that know all about the single life of Dr. G. And guess what you're going to know about now? The Urban Bachelor Show. That's right. The Urban Bachelor Show is all about these distinguished and debonair men that we bring. And it's a panel of them. Listen, ladies, it's not just one. It's not just two. It's not just three. It's four of these distinguished men that have said, yes, I will come on and answer the questions that women have. Now, when we do this event live, it gets pretty interesting because you can imagine the women, they get to write down their questions and when their questions are asked and they hear an answer, it's all kind of commotion. (laughs) <laughs> well, because it's a podcast and it's us, you're going to have to do the commotion and I can't hear you, ladies. I can't hear what you're thinking, but I know you'll let me know because you know how to email. You know how to put it in the Facebook group. You know all of that. So I am so excited that these guys are here tonight to answer your questions and to help you get an understanding of what's going on in their mind. So without any further ado, because I know you want to hear from these men that we have on this panel, we're going to get started. I'm going to tell you who we have, and they're going to introduce themselves. We are going to start out with Terrence. Terrence, just tell the people a little bit about who you are. How's everyone doing? Glad you joined us. My name is Terrence Williams. I'm a first grade teacher. I also write movie scripts, poetry, and I do a little acting on the side. I have my own business called Texas Youth Sports Officials, where I supply officials all around the Metroplex to all sporting events. So it's pretty much me in in a nutshell. Hope you enjoy yourself tonight. All right. We have a very talented person who is teaching and giving back to youth and doing the sports. And then he's writing poetry. Well, I'm sure he's going to let us know what kind of poetry he writes Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little bit later. Okay, next we have Mr. Steven with us. Hey, what's going on? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Name's Steve Neal. Originally from Detroit, Michigan. I do have a daughter, 
family reside out in Detroit, Chicago. In my spare time, I like to travel and I play golf. I like to work out. Uh, sales manager in the automobile uh, industry. Work for Audi. In my leisure time, I do like to say that I like to play golf. I like to work out. Like to travel, live music, concerts. Uh, do all sorts of things. Uh, basically, I'm an open book entrepreneur, somewhat of business spirit, but hey, looking to make something happen for myself and uh, hopefully find that one. Well, now, ladies, did you hear that? You, you <laughs> keep track of these men and these voices and who are you hearing? Okay, next we have with us is Zeke. Zeke, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. So my name is Zeke Laney. I am originally from Fort Worth, Texas. I reside in Dallas, Texas, and um, I am in the IT consulting business. I have a consulting company called Texas Investment Equity Group, and what we do is structure technology uh, companies and moving them from data center to the cloud. That's what I do for pay, and I have a nonprofit organization um, called Goodfellas where we mentor young African-American boys between the ages of eight to 18. And uh, we can change kids' uh, lives. I just need a handful of good fellas. In my spare time, I love all things um, sports. I play golf on the side uh, and I have four boys and I have a granddaughter and um, looking forward to what this next chapter of this thing called life looks like. Thank you. Wow. Well, look at there, four boys. And Terrence, you didn't tell us if you have any kids. I have four kids. I have two boys and two girls. Okay, so everybody. All grown. All grown. Okay, everybody got kids. And Zeke is a grandfather. Okay, and bachelor number four, Armani, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. Uh, My name's Armani. Monty Valentino, a little bit about myself. I'm an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur on multiple businesses, publishing company, became a national best-selling author uh, in my 20s. I wrote a book entitled 99 Questions You Must Ask a Man Before Sleeping with Him and Definitely Before Having Sex, a book that I think a lot of what came out after that was, you know, people borrowed, borrowed a lot of what was there. I've written 12 books total. One of my other top sellers is a book called This Is Why I Won't Marry You. Uh, which is uh, compiled of about 100,000 different conversations over a five and a half year period. So that's kind of my my thing. Uh, prior okay. to that, I did, I did music. I still do music, but not really like I was doing it professionally at that particular point in time. Also own an IT business within the project management scrum agile space. I'm also a real estate investor. I'm a father of one. I have one son. He's 11 years old, very active and involved in his life. What else would you like to know? I have an undergrad degree in finance, currently finishing up my MBA. You know what? That's that's good. That's good. You you gave your (laughs) let me know. I mean, what you what what you want to tell? I I can I can go I can go on now if you want me to go. I can stop. (laughs) No, you good. That's good. Everybody now you know all of the bachelors. And a little bit about who they are. Now, we have a variety of men. Now, you know, the first question that the women want to know is, why are you single? (laughs) So, 
Whoever wants to answer that question first, why are you single? I'll take it. I'm single because I'm ready to explore something different, um, different lifestyles, some different scenery. So I'm looking for someone that's kind of more open-minded, a lot of things, a lot more things than just the norm. So that's why I'm still single. Okay. So Terrence, were you ever married before, divorced? What does that look like? Tell tell everybody. I was, uh, I was married for 10 years. We were together on and off by 24. Uh, I've been divorced about three years. Uh, so I enjoy marriage. Uh, I would definitely do it again. It's just that uh, we didn't work out. And we're still cool. So so you are looking to be married again? Definitely. Okay. And you said about three years. So that's not a really, really long time. So during this time that you've been single, would you say you've been out here discovering yourself? <laughs> we're not having a good time. You know, I've been enjoying the single life. But it's really not, it's not the life for me. You know, I understand that. So, but. I've been enjoying my time off, you know, if you can say it like that. <laughs> okay. All right, Stephen, what about you? Why are you single? And have you been <laughs> married before? Never been married before. I'd say been close a couple of times as far as engagement, but just didn't make that plunge in my early 20s and in my early 30s. A lot of times I ask myself why, you know, I've had good women in my life. I'll just, I would, I would call it chicken. I guess afraid of afraid of failing, not uh, basically having the D word behind your name, I guess, starting all over again, being divorced, because I've heard so many um, stories of divorce, you know, some being good, but a lot being bad, bad and unhappy and this. And I'm just uh, like a marriage basically being, you know, a failure. I look at it as like a relationship is like one thing. Like, hey, I don't like you no more. We break up. But a marriage is it, it just seems like it's just weird so much. My mom used to always say I was a chicken. I'm not going to lie. She said, you could have did it a long time ago and just get it over with. I said, mom, what are you talking about? She's still alive, knock on wood. But she always said, so, hey, I can't be alive forever. But um, I am more interested, so I'm I'm open to it now. So it's like I'm getting more, uh, as we could say, invites of wanting to marry or engage. But it's just like, it's like a job. When you're applying for a job, the application, you're looking for the best candidate. Mm, you know, you're good, but you're, you know, I just haven't met the one for, I guess, Stephen to fulfill, fill this job, you know, obligation 24-7. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you are open and you're yes. wanting to be married. You just haven't found the right candidate. And Is I always think, I don't mean to cut you off, but... um. I think everybody is, you know, good for the most part. I never met, you know, many crazy women, but there's some out there a little looser than others. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's like that unicorn, especially at our age now. As I say, like the, now I'm at my second half of my life or basically almost a half a century, knock on wood, telling my age, you know, I will be in that, you know, that 60s or whatever. In another 10 or 12 years, it'll go very class. I do not want to grow old alone, but so I am... It's like I'm interviewing um, even more so, you know, call it wherever you want. I think everybody's interviewing everybody, especially as you get older. Nobody's perfect, especially at this time in your life. Everybody got some issues. Everybody's got some baggage. It's just who wants to take on mine and me really want to take on theirs okay. as well. And now I've asked two people why you're single. Now, Armani. Can you tell the listening audience, 
briefly, why are you single? Have you ever been married before, divorced, and why are you single? I've never been officially married, as we say. I've had a couple of women that I was engaged to. But I think that, you know, our relationships can be difficult, and especially when you have uh, have some standards as a man. Sometimes I think having standards as a man, it definitely shrinks what's available for you in the marketplace. And while something may look good on paper, when you actually get with that particular individual, it may not be as much of a match as you thought it would be. Or the person brings the sales representative, you know, sales representative tax on all those interest and fees at the end. <laughs> it's like, you know, do I want to sign? And so it's like I, I hadn't I hadn't wanted to sign yet because he's saying he I didn't want you know, to sign the contract. I've been wanting to sign, but you know, I got you, baby. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? And so it's like I, I want to, but it's ugh. I'm trying to figure out what I can actually handle and what I can actually deal with um, because you're going to have to deal with something with everybody. It's a challenge, especially, you know, in my 20s. I mean, that's when I think I met you when I was in my 20s. You know, you, you remember how focused I was, hungry on what I was doing. And young ladies, especially at that time, and even now, they want you to be focused on them. I was really trying to build what I was working on, and none of them were able to stick around long enough. This is interesting. I'm going to say something after I we hear why Zeke, why Zeke <laughs> is single. Why are you single, Zeke? And have you ever been married before? Good afternoon, everybody. So, no, to answer your question off top, no, I've never been married. And to answer off top, I would like to be married because I feel like a man or a woman are not meant to be here alone. Um, I think there are qualities and things that a woman can do that a man just can't do. And I think there are things that a man can do that a woman can't do. So I respect uh, the individual individualism in a man and a woman. So that's right off top. Why am I single? I want to piggyback a little bit off of what Armani said. You know, we're a sum total of our life experiences and what we've been through throughout life at one point in time, maybe in your 20s. Like he said, you were trying to build a future. You were trying to pave the way because typically um, that's the responsibility of a man, even from biblical terms. Before God gave um, Eve uh, a wife, Adam had a job. You know, he had something he had to do first. Right. So I think as a man, you have to build yourself first. Then you obtain a wife. And I think a lot of men get caught with, you know, the building and just get stuck there. Um, So me personally, that was a, a point of contention. You're building, you're building, you're building. You look up, time has passed. Does that stop you from having kids? It should have, but it didn't. Um, <laughs> so I you, know, you, you through, have more. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So you go through this kind of, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Like what uh, Stephen was saying, you know, we all bring in some sort of ba- baggage at this stage in our life, this stage of dating. So I think for me specifically, Um, I'm not the easiest person to get along with. I know who I am. I'm very self-aware of who I am. And I know that's a challenge for some people. Um, And I also understand like uh, what Armani was saying, some people give you the smoke and mirrors. They should not be dating. There were point in times in my life where I just should not have been dating. I I shouldn't even been going for coffee. 
Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have been dating at all, let yeah. alone try to entertain a relationship. Right. So I think once you work through that and now you come up new and as you with this new person, you're not looking for the things you look for in your 20s or 30s or whatever. You're looking for things that have a little bit more substance. That is actually hard to find. Quantity is everywhere. Quality is not. Wow. Guys. So we have one person on the panel that has been married before, and that's Terrence. And the three guys that have not but you are wanting to be married. But from what you said, you have not found the one who you want to spend the rest of your life with. So I'm going to ask you what all women want to know. Always. What, and if you could be specific and succeed, what are you looking for? Because from a woman's standpoint, there is a lot of quantity of women And it seems because it's so many women to choose from that the numbers are on your side and out of the 20, you could at least find one person. So I'm asking the question here for the women, what are the qualities that you are looking for in a woman? What I'm looking for actually is probably like a a classy ratchet one, you know, about 80% classy, intellectual. Got 200% ratchet in it, though, you know. Uh, we can get out and have a good time. She going to party with me when we get out. If we, if we happen to hit like a, if we want to go look at a live band, we're going to have fun, you know. She's not all uptight all the time, you know. So that's pretty much me, you know. I just want somebody classy, jazzy, with a little 20% ratchet. Don't mind being sexy, you know. I like sexy, so she has to uh, dress sexy and, and you know, be a nice dresser, be well-groomed and, uh, and smell good. So pretty <laughs> smell much. Good. Okay. That's pretty simple, uh, Terrence. Uh, yeah. Zeke? Hey, Terrence put it in the simplest <laughs> term. We are quite simple. Each man on here, we can all agree we want peace. That was part of Terrence's peace. I would like to say my peace is a little bit different. I have to have this, this portion of a relationship that has this God element to it, right? And this God element for me is, um, I feel like it's a ongoing theme throughout life to be a, a line man and stay aligned. I require a position woman. A position woman in my eyes is someone that is positioned to have a man like me in their lives. And a lot of women and men, we're not, a lot of times, a lot of pos- women that are not positioned want an aligned man and most men that are not aligned want a position woman. I think a woman that is positioned and a, and a man that is aligned, that's when you find a mate and when in terms of the spirit of what God wants. So that's more along the lines on one of the things that I'm looking for. Then outside of that, Terrence, did you say 20%? Brother, I'll take a 5% ratchet, please. <laughs> <laughs> for five dollars. Um, I like a little bit of ratchet. I think every man to some degree, you like a little bit of ratchet in a woman. If you don't at this stage, you will be bored. You will be honestly bored. All ratchets are not made the same. You know, no, we're not twerking at the red light. Um, and we're not necessarily showing all our business to everybody. You my ratchet. OK, I need you to be ratchet for me. Okay, I want you to hide them jewels in front of the world. But when I need you to be ratchet, if we go to Rome, I need you to dress like a Roman. 
Okay. So that's what more I'm looking for. I'm looking from that God element because from there, to me, all things come into come into play because okay. I look at it as a good sense of governance, having a relationship for me and going forward. Interesting. Okay, we'll explore the ratchet. Okay, Stephen, what are you looking for? <laughs> I like I like some of the things that you were saying. You know, so funny you say you um, searching for. Well, at this point, it's like if you don't know, you'll never know. There's there's always going to be room for improvement or anything. I guess anything that we do, say I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this. Well, have you found it yet? No. That's why you're still looking. Now, at this point in our life, my my biggest things now is a woman understanding a man. A lot of women today don't understand a man, whether they were raised by their dad or just their mom, you know, and, and growing up, how men think. You know, it's already hard out there being a man than being a black man today. Mm-hmm. What we have to do of being men. You know, then have to, you know, try to make you happy as well. I mean, like they always say, men require only, you know, two or three things as far as our needs or wants, but a lot of women, they can't even do that. Um, Wait, what are those things? Huh? (laughs) What are those things that you require? (laughs) My biggest thing is learning how to communicate with the man. They don't know how to communicate. Okay. You know, not saying that, they have to listen to every, you know, everything that he says, you know, all the time. But when you understand your man, like you understand your mom, when they're in a certain, feeling a certain way or whatever, hey, I'm, I'm going to let my man be. I'm going to let him be at peace. You know, he needs that. Not saying that he's being selfish or whatever, but guess what? You understand your man, how he thinks, how he feels, his moves or whatever, what's going on with him. And not saying that he doesn't love you, don't want you, but hey, men, we're, we're built differently. I know women are more emotional. Men are more physical, more direct, you know, with us, you know, because we have to be the providers. We have to be this. We have to be that. We have to be this. And hey, we built the world. Everything you see, what you what you see behind you was built by a man. So we're always constantly building everything, making everything happen. To, for the woman to make it easy for you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if we're finding the right woman, shoot, all we ask for is support. And we give you the world. Half the time, you don't have to do anything. But but if you do, hey, that's a bonus. You know, especially when you get the higher, uh, higher income man is making really good. What do women have to do? Take your house, take your him, the kids, whatever, and live a good life. And a lot of them do, a lot of them don't. Some sometimes I think they make it, you know, difficult on themselves. A lot of women say there are no good men out there. There are a lot of get a lot of good men out there. Guess what? You're just looking in the wrong places or they're avoiding you. Hmm. Um, myself, I mean, being raised by a woman and three sisters and a daughter, you know, I've I've had my ups and downs in, you know, treating the lady, my mom, you know, I was a little selfish in that. And women, you know, call me out on it. Some still maybe call me today. Fine. You know, because I got something that you want, but you don't have something that I want. I pick you. You do not pick me. Wow. So, you okay. Know, Wait. Okay. So you're right. And women realize that. 
No, no, a lot of them don't. They say they do. I mean, as they get older, I mean, it's like, you know, you out the game. Then you, then you, then you trying to find, you know, anything out there or whatever. Or a or woman says, "I don't want to settle." I said, "Well, has it worked for you all this time?" Well, you gonna settle for something, you know, unless you have a dog or whatever. You die alone. <laughs> we all gonna settle for okay. something. Wait, so wait, Stephen. So yes. I want to make sure that the women understand what you're looking for. You said peace. You said support. And for your woman to be able to understand you. Understand. Yes. Learning how to communicate. Because in my business, I have to communicate. I have to listen with this and not this. Sometimes you can't always talk. Sometimes you always have, sometimes you have to choose your battles. When to know, you know, hey, I'm going to let them win. And I'm going to hold back. I'm not going to really try to challenge all the time. We'll feel like I have to be. Up one, okay. I'm gonna let him make that. All right. Wow. Okay, Armani. What are you looking for? I want to say something real quick to what Stephen just said. You can be right, or you can be happy. And yeah. a lot of women, a lot of women don't get that. They want to argue all the time, and then trying to be right when a man says, "You know what? I'm done. Forget this. I'm leaving. Walk away." You can't do that, you know, because men marry men marry women that they want. If a man want to marry you, he married you because he really wanted you. Women marry who they can, who's available. Okay, wait. Me, we have to say first, and then we can. Okay, go ahead. Who? What are you looking for? And then we'll. Hey, I wanted to address that though. I wanted. I wanted to address what my brother was saying because he was preaching. You know. Okay. So for me, I got a list and I wrote it down. So make sure I got it. So the first thing I got to have is a woman that's consistent and honest. Okay, got to be consistent. Got to be honest. That way, um, women oftentimes want somebody that's consistent and honest, but they're consistently inconsistent and dishonest or selectively honest. And so hygiene is is a deal breaker for me. Bad hygiene is a deal breaker. I smell good all the time. And I like for a woman to smell good, too. Uh, a lot of women nowadays are not taking care of, of their self in that way, uh, not just body wise, but the internal things that actually help their body, their natural body scent, uh, they don't know how to take care of or eat properly to help them be able to do that. Financially responsible. A lot of women are making money, but they are, they blow their money and do not have money. And there's no reason I'm supposed to be loaning money to a woman that's making six figures. Like, I just don't, I don't think that if you're making six figures and I'm making six figures, I ought to be able to handle whatever I'm handling. You ought to be able to handle what you, there's no way I'm loaning money to you because you were irresponsible financially. And I've seen that happen quite often. Healthy, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, in shape. I want a woman that's that's in shape and they ain't gotta be tip top, you know, shape, but I'm not used to what I'm seeing out here now from young women. You and your friends, y'all are in better shape than a lot of women that's much younger, you know, that's in my age group. And oh, you talking about me? You talking about me and my friends? Uh, yeah. Are you and your friends? Y'all, y'all, for y'all's age, for y'all's age, y'all look that gum good. You hear me? And when y'all were my age than I am now, y'all look real good. And so for me to be at the age I am now, I'm like, what is up with these women? They like are like not taking care of basic, like basic things with their body to take care of themselves. And so that's kind of discouraging, you know, for me. I want a woman that's truly kind and sweet, like truly a kind-hearted woman and truly a sweet 
woman, you know, somebody that is is just a she's so sweet and kind. I don't even want to raise my voice ever at her. Like I don't I don't even argue with her because she's so sweet and kind. I'm gonna feel bad for arguing with her. Uh, a woman that's intelligent but also has common sense. So I need her to have some book smarts and a little bit of street smarts um, as well. I guess that's that kind of that five percent ratchet that brother was talking about. You know. Uh, they know how to go wherever I go. If I'm at if I'm at the Cliff Club, she can go to the Cliff Club. If I go to 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 the White House, she can come to the White House with me. You know, somebody that knows what respect is, who is respectful not to just me, but also to like my mom, her mom, her her father, her uncles. Like just respectful person, just in general to people. Period. Who's also a good listener, like the brother said, and somebody who's also emotionally intelligent. The brother says supportive. I agree with that 100%. I need a woman that's going to be supportive. But I'm asking you to support me financially, but I definitely need you to be supportive and encouraging uh, because it does get tough out here sometimes when you're out doing your thing as a man. You've got to have a woman who's going to support you and also encourage you uh, during those times. And as the other brother said, a woman of God, you know, but also a woman of family, you know, about that's about family and not just her family, but uh, the community as a as a whole. And then lastly, a woman who is a team player. Everything is not about you. Uh, I think society has made it to be where everything is about the woman and we supposed to you. You got to get a man. It's going to be about you, girl, about you, about you, about you, about you. And so the women are going out here and they're looking for that. And so what happens is they get with these guys who put on long enough to max their budget out. You know, depending on who this woman is, a man got to almost, almost spend just this much on them. And then after that. That's it. And she thinks that everything is about her because that's what society is told is supposed to be. So that man, he plays along with that to get what he wants. When it's like, I'm not really trying to go do that. I don't have the energy, time or effort or money that I'm going to invest in that. Either you're a team player and I figure that out early on or not. And I leave it alone because it's not all about you. Wow. Okay. Now, guys. Wow. Okay. Armani, that was quite a list. And I know everybody has their list. It's very interesting because the things that you all were saying are not anything new or outlandish. You know, they're just normal wants. You know, I wrote a book for women and I was going to write one for men, but men have, they're like, you're not a man. (laughs) How can you write a book for us? But it's called The Power of Attraction, Getting the Man You Need, Not Want. So I try to switch the thought of a woman understanding what you need. I try to switch that for everyone. Getting and finding, attracting, because women don't find the men. The men find her, according to the word. And attracting the man that you need and not want. So what that looks like is really understanding who you are and the type of person that you need. Because a lot of times what you want is not really good for you. So with that, guys, and you get to do the choosing and you have this top two things that you won't compromise on. I just want to hear the top two, not a long list, two things that that a woman has to have in order for you to be attracted to her to say, you know what? We can talk. We can have conversation. We can have whatever. What are those two top things? Just two. Are you are you speaking of non-physical? 
Well, you know what? Let's do physical and non-physical because a lot of women, a lot of the questions here, they always include physical. They have the questions about age. They have the question, you know, obviously they think that men all want women that are size four and whatever, or that look a certain way, or your hair has to be this. So let's do physical first, Mm -hmm. because I know you guys are visual. And then let's do the non-physical. So to help women, women have in their head what we, what they think. What y'all think. I think from a physical standpoint for me, and I can't speak for all the other fellas, I think every man has a criteria. Steven, Armani, and Terrence, and myself. I think for me, a physical attribute that I like is someone who has a warm appearance. Okay. Um, Men, we like women that emulate what we think a woman is. And and that's going to be usually a combination of several things. Uh, The women in your life, men only have real space for a handful of women, and it's probably about five. And his mom, sister, and aunt and grandma are going to consume him. So we really only have space for a handful of women. Once you find out who those women are, they have very unique attributes that eventually we pull on. Now, is your mama going to be ratchet? Probably not. But your mom's going to be patient. She's oh, gonna don't think she wouldn't. Well, me. don't think she wouldn't. Don't think she wouldn't at one time, though. <laughs> yeah, but she's going to, because that's the first woman a man sees. The first woman that's patient with you, the first woman that's yelling at you, the the first woman that told you you did a great job or you sucked at something. So for me, the physical criteria is that warm felt like some dudes like a freaky deaky woman from start to finish all day, every day. Nah, I like class. I like a woman that has a little bit of versatility. Um, I don't I, I like physical attributes. I'm a I'm a boob man first. Then I'm a butt man. I think I was a butt man probably about 15 years ago. I'm a boob man. If you got a nice side rack or you got a nice little side boob, I may want to be appealing to you and have a conversation with you. That's my liking. But the minute you open your mouth and it goes left, I'm out of there. That you Because just like a man, you can see a man, he's very good looking until he starts talking, right? So the same thing with a woman. She can have certain physical attributes. I like the eyes. Your eyes don't lie. I make contact to do eye contact to do several things. Number one, I look at it to manipulate you. I do. I look at it to see what lie you may tell me. You can look at somebody like I meet a lot of men. I got a lot of female cousins. And when they don't look me in the eye, I know they don't mean me well. If I meet a woman and she she hesitated about making consistent eye contact with me, that pierces into your soul for me. So there are some physical attributes that I like. Um, height wise, I prefer tall. I'm tall. I'm a tall man. I'm six, four. So uh, like a five, four woman is just a challenge. Right. So like I'm a whole foot tall and she is so like five, eight, five, nine. But that's very unique space. Right. So that's that's a swap. And then, of course, you know, I nice I like some nice little rack and it looked like she fit. Now I'm older. You're not going to look like you 20 years old. Okay, you're you're not gonna look like you're 30 years old, but look like you're trying to be healthy. Look like you're trying to eat right. Look like like Armani say, like you got a good pH balance. Okay, so those are type of things that I think every man can warm up to. You have a warm, exuberant um, about yourself. You have a nice physical glow about you, and when you talk, you make sense. Wow, you know, uh, Zeke, that's the first time I've ever heard that I think. And I've had hundreds of conversations. I think that's the first time I've ever heard a man say that he had height preference with a woman. 
Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. I, I hear it all the time with women, of course. I have never mm-hmm. heard that. And so to all my tall sisters out there, I just want to say this to you. Not to say that the shorter sisters can't get no loving. That's not. No, no I'm just saying because I, I, the women that are tall, they always say the challenges right. of finding somebody tall. And it just seems right. I just want to say to my tall sisters out there, listen, there are some men that are looking for tall women. Right. So I think that that was just great. I had to I had to break in. And that out. So, OK, next. Who's next? Let's go, Terrence. Your top two. Of course, Zeke gave us more. <laughs> That's fine. But your top two of your physical and the top two that you have to have when it comes to character. Uh, physical, just a just a nice body. Um, well, proportionate breasts. They don't have to be too big. Don't have to be too big. Um, just well proportionate. Um, someone like they take care of themselves. Uh, in decent shape. Mm-hmm. I keep their hair laid. Don't have to wear too much makeup. I don't mind a little makeup, but not caked up all the time. Naturally pretty. And that, that's pretty much it on the on the on the physical. I guess the more mental side of it would be more a godly woman. And I wouldn't say over godly, you know, uh, on the usher board and we got to be at church every Sunday at a certain time and doing this and doing that. But, you know, have it in her spirit, you know, her spirit is godly, very sweet, a nice person, nice hearted person, somebody that's as a, has a really great spirit, uh, really not into the, the augury. She will be the one that's talking to you to say, uh, trying to communicate with you that everything's okay. You know, and we both can agree that everything. Okay. And we can both agree not to, um, agree on the uh, the same topic together just and, and not be mad at each other, you know, go to bed happy, you know, and just disagree. You know, someone that's just genuinely a sweet hearted, nice, kind person. Okay. Armani, two, top two, physical characters. You know, I was right. Listen to the brothers. I love, I love, I love talking, just talking like this. So I agree with everything that they said. You know, uh, if there was just, I'm a height guy as well. I don't want a woman that's too short. You know, for some reason, real short girls seem to like me. Yeah, I can't be too short. I like about 5'4", the lowest, up to 5'11", is, is kind of my my spot. 5'4", to 5'11". You know, if I happen to meet somebody that's shorter than which I have, um, I've dated. But that that area, that 5'7", to 5'9", is like the perfect, just sweet spot for me. I like a woman's lips. A nice, uh, shapely pair of lips is, man, I will sit there and just look and gaze at you while you talking and want to just kiss you the whole time. So I like a woman's lips. I'm not a boob man. I'm not really about your boobs. I'm more of a of a stomach and, you know, that mid area to down to your hips and the way you shape your butt and everything. It ain't got to be huge, but shapely and, you know, somewhat in shape. Uh, you got to have no six pack, but need you have no booty to either. Yeah. So those are physical, physical things that I like. Non-physical for sure. An agreeable spirit. A woman who has an agreeable spirit, kind of like the brother was talking about, an agreeable spirit and a woman who, if the rubber meet the road, I know I can count on her. She's not going to run and fold under the pressure of life and under the pressures of the relationship and those types of things, which usually comes with a woman having somewhat of a relationship 
with their creator. And so uh, that, that's what I would answer for sure. Those things. I could go on, but those are the things that for sure I have to have. And I know you 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 didn't ask this, but I go back to all oh, they got to be wrapped in, up in some good hygiene. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Armani, you want the woman that can stand the rain. Can't, okay. Uh, y'all hey, know. you know what I'm saying? Can Straight stand up. Stand the rain. That's one of my favorite songs. But anyway, okay. Okay, so this is so interesting. Okay, Stephen, you're too. Too physical. Well... Well, like I said, uh, I work out about four days a week. So with myself physically, you know, in somewhat shape um, that, that, take, that cares about her health. Uh, nine chance out of 10, I'd probably be older than her if she's close to my age, but cares about her uh, appearance, you know, somewhat fit. Doesn't have to be as much, you know, running in the gym, you know, jumping walls or climbing, whatever. But if she does... That's a plus. And she likes to do it on her own because I do mine on my own. I don't have to tell her. She don't have to tell me. She can go her way. I can go my way. We can come back and meet. And if we could do it together. Like I said, as far as body, you said boobs, ass, I like a combination of both. She doesn't, you know, big, I mean, some of them proportion, physical, as far as the upper part and the lower part is, you know, big, you know, big hips, you know, and that's, sometimes it's a little bit, too much, too much. I mean, it it looks good, but mm, not long term, but short term for sure. I mean, you could play with it, have fun, but nobody I want to marry long term like that. Uh-uh. Uh, as far as you know, I say at the high five three five four. I've done the five two. The taller, the better. But I don't discriminate. She treats me good. Knows my knows my buttons. Hey, I'm in at this point in my life because. We, we all kind of want the, if we can, you know, design a woman and make her like this and this, that, and that, it could be perfect. Outside of the body, easy to talk to. Now, we can have a conversation. I'm a conversation person. You know, I, I could, sometimes we could talk for like an hour or two. We look up like two or three hours, you know, stimulate. Like we could talk about different things, topics, you know, like, you know, she hear me speak because I got, you know, pretty good experience and, She's got some experience too, where we could share, you know, share one another. Pretty smile, teeth, teeth. I'm a, I'm a teeth man. You can see my teeth. Presentation, smile. You know, that's like the first thing you see. They open it up and woo, whoa, you know, stuff could be, you know, uh, I like natural, you know, natural too. But like I said, a, a good communicator to talk knows how to, you know, knows how to communicate. Easy to talk to because, at my point, you know, the physical part could be. Great, but I mean, if you can't talk to the person on a daily basis, I mean, about things, I don't care how fine you are. She'd be like a fun girl. She'd just be somebody, hey, we can hang out, whatever. Then by the time you got to take her back home, I mean, we could talk, we can laugh, we can joke, and you know, we really enjoy each other's company for me. Listen, ladies, this is really important because you know, I'm glad that you guys were so open. And talking about particularly the physical part, because what I want everyone to understand is that every man is not the same and everybody is not looking for the same physical something or the other. Because a lot of times as women, it's really easy to think, well, all men want this, 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 this. And when I wrote the book and interviewed 60 men, I'm trying to tell women, no, they don't all want the same thing physically. 
although you are visual people and it does matter, you all are not looking for the same thing. So to feel like that all women need to look the same. And I heard one guy say that one time, all the women just look the same now because they all doing the same thing to their bodies and the same thing to their faces and the same thing and creating this, this person that that's not even what all the men are looking for. So I thought that was really important for you all to share that. And, and thank you for being so, so honest and open about that. Now, I, this. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 let me piggyback off of that. I, mm-hmm. I completely agree with that statement you just made. What I found out that appearance now, the women now, they don't do it for men. They do it for other women. OK, and this is what I mean by that. It used to be a point in time where a woman went to the hair salon. I remember my grandmother and great grandmother going to go look for my grandfather and and so forth. They got dressed for them. They said he would like this. And so that's why I'm doing it. Women nowadays, they're not doing it with a man in mind. They're doing it with she ain't going to be able to talk about my nails. She ain't going to be able to call me flat square uh, SpongeBob build. So I got to get the BBL. I got to get the tummy tuck. I got to get the boobs. I got to get the teeth. I got to get the hair. I got to get all that stuff. There's, we don't really care about that. If you really ask most men, they care about a natural looking woman. The more natural, because that's why you'll get hit on more going to the grocery store when you're looking all rugged and stuff, because he gets to see you without makeup. So if I get to see you without makeup and with all that stuff, I know, boy, when it comes for a Friday night, you're going to get dolled up. So I want to see what I'm going to bed with every yeah. night, because if you get dolled up and you always dolled up when that mask come off, I might not be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you're right. And and I think women are recognizing that women are. Doing I hope a- they do. I, I hope they do, because I look at it like it's brothers out there. They don't care about none of that. They don't care about how long your extensions is. It took you five hours to get this hurt. Man, they'll take that 1970s where you pat that bad boy on the side and keep it moving. And you know, know, to that point, a lot of women hear men say that, but then men still go after the women that look like. It's a difference. they still go after that same woman and the women are going, they, men say that all Recreational the time. only. Mm. Okay. Some women that get all them BBLs, them, like Steven said, them super booties, they good to play with, but they not good. They not built for the long haul. They not built for something that, that slim goodie is, ain't gonna ever go out of style. Because usually a woman that's slim, that takes care of her body, she has a lot of other qualities that go with it because she cares about her appearance, not in a vain sense. And then some people just hit the genetic lottery. Okay, like your mama like that, your grandma like that, your aunties like that. So you just got it like that. And some people actually have to work on it. So this extra stuff is just I ain't ain't nobody trying to go to Mexico and get kidnapped for a little inches on the booty. You know what I mean? No. (laughs) this is is good i'm so glad that you all are being so open and honest i'm going to ask you guys this question and now that you all are even terrence you're in a place and so i want you to think just like answer it as succinct as you can it's a two-part have you let that one get away have you let that one get away i'll answer i will let anyone just get away uh, I don't think I let anyone get away. I just think that we had 
some small differences that we couldn't overcome. And so, you know, I've had the pleasure of having a lot of beautiful women, a lot of well-to-do, classy, not not so well-to-do, but a lot of beauty. And uh, I don't think I don't think anyone got away. I just think that um, we just at that time wasn't on the same page. All right. Okay, that's fair. Oh, Armani, you got this one, bro. You know, I, I thought I did at one point. You know, I thought my college sweetheart was probably the one I, I let get away. But then when I evaluated that relationship along with other relationships that I had, as a man, men marry women they trust. Women marry men they love or feel will take care of them. And so for me, there was a period in time with each one of the women that I thought possibly could have been the one that I didn't trust them. And so did I let them get away? No, because the trust was broken in some way, shape, form, or fashion that caused me to say, no, I'm not going to do that because I have enough of my homies and friends and homegirls of mine that I know who never broke trust, maybe not cheating, but broke trust in a relationship. And so if they have that, I think I can be patient enough to get that because that's very important for me if I'm going to marry and stick with one woman. Hmm. That's good, bro. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, when you, when you ask, do you feel like you let somebody get away? <clears throat> I tend to reflect and look at my behavior and see that, was there anything about if I could have done it differently what I would have done something different. There's tons of things. I was a total dick when I was younger. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Um, really not knowing the operating level of someone else's. I was selfish. I was self-centered. And, you know, it's, it, it was about what I wanted more about what I can give. And I think as a man to be generous, to be generous with your time, talents and resources is something that's required of you. So if I look back and I look at previous relationship at the time, I felt like they got away. And then I look back and I say, well, that was my limited understanding, just like love. I have, as I've gotten older, I've redefined what love is, like what Armani was saying. I thought I knew what love was at that particular time because that was my capacity. But I think me personally, as I've grown in the in the word, the word has built capacity and in building that capacity. Now I've redefined love. Right. So I look back. It's kind of very complicated to say my actions wasn't good. So I probably let some people get away. But I think by God's design, I was supposed to let them go. I was supposed to end up where I was supposed to be. And I was supposed to be exactly where I'm at today talking to you about the situation. So I'd look at it fundamentally very, very different. Um, as in, I let good people get away, but I wouldn't be here where I am today if I wasn't a bad. Does that make okay. sense? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, to follow up on that, I told you it was two part. And I don't know if you guys are going to be able to answer this because it hasn't happened yet. The question is, how do you know when you found the right person? Then <laughs> that hasn't happened for you. The three of you, I know Terrence did. And Rich, I think you can jump in front of a bullet for a woman. <laughs> I think when I think ultimately the, the, the mindset of providing and protect is at play. What woman as a man that you 
without the with every inch of your soul is ready to provide and protect for her. That's simply saying if something goes bump in the night, I'm willing to go downstairs and and protect my home. I need you to protect the kids. And I feel like if you if you have that and it's a woman in front of your face to say, hey, man, I end it all for her. If this mm. woman's life is in danger, I'll jump right in front of that bullet. If she wants them pearls that's in that window, I'm going to throw that brick through it and take that 20. Well, that sounds dumb. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Okay. <laughs> but it's just, it's. I think men, we know, but as you get older, you put all these walls up, right? You put all these guards up. Because at this stage, men have been divorced. They done had things taken away from them. Okay, they've had their family ripped apart from them. Um, Divorce for some men, it is a sign of failure, whether you go on to have a successful marriage or not. And then as you grow in the word, you ask yourself, did God authorize this divorce? Just like if he authorized this marriage, because he brought us together. So we got to go to him for us to say, hey, we need to go apart. Some people leapfrog God. At that at that portion of a divorce. So now you in an illegitimate marriage, even though you technically legally married. I just learned that. Okay. I was getting ready to say, where are you going with all of that now? Yeah. We to get, look, we're trying to get you married. <laughs> okay. Hey, but you got to know where somebody's mind is yeah. before you step to them, right? Yeah. And, and, and uh-huh. alpha just conversations like some brothers are deep. I think all these brothers that's on here right now, we deep in our own level on yes. what our understanding on what we feel a woman is to us. We're all going to probably have different definitions, but we're going to all have underlining characteristics. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I only want a couple of you guys. I'm going to try to rapid fire to get as many questions in here. So a couple of people. Why is it hard for men to be open, honest, and transparent during the courting and getting to know stage? Why is it hard for men to open up? Women want to know that that answer because they feel like men are not transparent and honest when you're getting to know them. I'm very honest. I'm very honest. And uh, I tell them straight up who I am, how I am, what I'm looking for. Um, So I have never had a problem being honest. Um, But why do you, Terrence, why do you think it's hard for other men to be honest? I I think maybe because, you know, for one, they're trying to get the draws just to be honest with you. You know, so they... They try not to share too much with you because you might not like certain things about him. You know, so he don't he doesn't tell you everything because he already knows certain things about you that he might not even like. So he don't even share everything with you. So I think the bottom line at the end of the day, they just trying to get them draws. So they don't be totally honest and, and, and straightforward. OK. Anybody else want to tackle that one? Why is it hard for men? I got it. I, I'm going to take a shot at that one. So a little bit of what Terrence said. No, it, it there is an embarrassment that men feel like women can't handle, just like women do, right? Nobody wants to be judged. That's number one. Yeah. Um, we're some total of our life experiences. And so if a man meets a woman and she's just go full bore, I want to get married, I don't have kids, I want to do all this in six months. All right, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm out of here. So if a man the same way, if he just gives too much, Right away, he think it's going to turn him off. And like what Terrence say, most dudes want to see that booty jiggle first. You know what I mean? They trying to get in the draws first. So they're going to lie to you off top. Not all, man. Some men just ain't got time. And that's not their scope of mind to say, I want to sleep with you. Right. As you get older, I don't think that's one of the top criteria. When you're younger, yeah, you want them bodies. When you get older, you don't want that headache. 
You know now if you body a woman, she going to be hooked on you. That soul tie going to be up on you, Jack. She's going to be calling you, bugging you and all that stuff. So before you sleep with them, you got to make sure you super straight. And this is somebody that I want to give myself to. See, as a man, as you get older, you should be prioritizing it. This ain't for everybody. I'm not going to waste a pill on you. You know what I mean? So you got to get to a point where you looking at the situation as is. You know what I mean? I got eight pills left. <laughs> that is a. Hey, Mary, I was too stiff, man. I had to come with some jokes, man. We go, Dr. G. I told you we were going to finish strong. That's a good lead in to this next question. Somebody asked the question. Should a man disclose he is on high blood pressure medication and suffer from ED when you meet a woman? Yes, I'm, I'm gonna answer that question. This is this is one of the questions in my book, of course, 99 questions. You gotta know what is up with a person's health. You gotta know that as early as possible within the conversation because you can literally be out on a date with somebody. And that person has something to happen. And you sitting here like, what the hell is going on? I've seen it happen. I've experienced it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And so you better ask the question. Or you better ask the question somewhere around that close area. Because otherwise, not only are you going to be disappointed, but yeah, I tell I tell the men to ask those questions as well. Because women got some things going on that because we didn't ask, then we get emotionally tied up with them six months down the line and they didn't hit it because they didn't, you know, we didn't ask that up front. So absolutely. Well, should the woman have to ask the man or shouldn't he just say, listen, babe, let me just men tell have you. A, as men, we have a, we have a uh, unspoken rule. If you don't ask, I don't tell. You know, I've heard that many times. Ladies, are, are y'all listening? I don't think you should tell them that you love. Uh, that you can't get up because yeah. you got pills. I'm saying the pills will get sometimes the pills will get you up, so you don't really have to disclose that because you're functioning. Now, if you're saying that he's not functioning and he's he he can never get up, you know, every time they have sex, and then yes, he might need to disclose that to her and let her know, hey, this yeah. is the reason why. Big fish over here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's well, true though. That's T, that T and Amani. Hey man, y'all knocked it out the park with that one. I think if you know you got a dead fish, okay, <laughs> you know you out of there, you shouldn't be having no demands on no woman. You shouldn't care how she yeah. looks because you can't do nothing with it anyway. Right? <laughs> so I think if you have a medical issue and it, you know, conversation is conversation. See, yeah. here's another thing too. You can stimulate people off just sheer conversation. But yeah. I think once it passes that realm, I think you need to start introducing conversation like, how do you feel about having sex every other year? Or how do you feel about me getting hard every on Memorial Day? You know, yeah. what I mean? yeah. on my birthday. Yeah. You know, because you just don't have those functions. And, and it's I think there are women, if they really like you and they really cut for you, they'll lie to themselves. They'll be right. like, girl, he was in a motorcycle accident when he was 15. <laughs> That's why he can't get it up or something. You know what I mean? They'll lie to themselves. But if you be, if you're not honest with her, you've taken that away from her. You've taken her choice. Exactly. exactly. So I think being honest about your medical conditions, male and female, 
Yep. Especially once you done got past this fourth flow, this bro man flow. Once you done got past that, you gotta divorce. Cause if you're not, and a woman find out, then it's gonna probably be closed door anyway. Absolutely. Mm. And now you're gonna have your little old feelings hurt. She's gonna want to pat you in the head and say, it's okay. It <laughs> the, nu- the number of women in the last 15 years who have come to me with that as an issue with the guy they were dating, I didn't know it was so bad. And so my yeah. thing is, like the like you said, you're taking their choice away if you don't at least disclose that at some point. Yeah. You don't disclose that you 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 got to because they're gonna end up disappointed and sexually frustrated. Wow. And they're going to go do something else nine times out of 10 anyway. Right. So you might as well say it, get it out in the open and have That a- way they respect you. Oh, that way they respect you. Bingo. Absolutely. Bingo. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Stephen, I'm going to let you tackle this one. You didn't slide in on that one. Here's another question. Are men insecure if the woman is in a higher tax bracket? <laughs> It's so funny you say because I've, I've dated a couple of women like that. At one time I I was, but um, as I but as I got older, I said to myself, "It ain't mine, you know. I can't spend it. So it's your money. That's fine. But I'm, I'm comfortable with myself. But so insecure, nah. Because still at the end of the day, you know, we the man. We the man, always." I mean, you, they can have as much money as whatever. I don't care because I dated a couple of women like that, and it went south. It went sideways where she was making a little bit more, and she thought that. And guess what? She's still single to this day, and I'm doing better, and I'm just fine. So hey, it was her loss. But um, you got women like that of power, and there's, um, I know quite a few women are attractive. Got it going on, whatever. Single with their girlfriends, look good, early forties early 50s and you know still want to have a man don't have a man their shelf life is gone and they think because they got money it you know at the end of the day it's gonna hey it, it ain't all about money it's about happiness right happiness because who you gonna share it with there's only so many trips you can go out with your girlfriends and you do this you do that and you got your dog and Whatever, whatever, and all that stuff. So, and I'm good. Steven, you you said that before. Tell me about the shelf life. <laughs> I mean, come on now. It's, tell, it, tell me it's, about the it's, shelf life. <laughs> hey, it's hey. Woman don't want to deny it. It's real. Hey, between forty and fifty, I hate to say it. Whatever, we get better. Not saying a woman don't, but. It, it's a little different for y'all and it's different for us. It, and that's you know, very true we, with that. We so. get wiser. We get better. We come into our social economics and our staff success even more so. And then mm-hmm. it's like, for us, it's like, damn, it's even better now than I was in my 30s and my 20s. I was like, yeah. good God almighty. I was like, yeah. I may move a little slower than what I used to, but it's like, can it shoot can in a bear? I'm like, I mean, pick one. So, just, just pick what you like. So, Dr. G, Stephen, that was, man, that was spot on. You know, I think that man that cares about your money is man that don't make money. Money is not an elixir when you get older because you can get a dude in a 500 square foot apartment. If he can 
go anywhere he want to. He can do anything where he don't care about your money, especially as he get as he get older. And check this out. If a man done took had his money taken, he really don't care about your money. And like Stephen mm. said, we don't have access to it anyway. You're not tasked with a woman to be a provider and protector. We are. So yes. in the provider and protect situation, your money doesn't matter because we're going to be spending my money anyway. If I'm tasked as a man, I'm tasked with something that you are just simply not tasked with as a woman, provide and protect. Hence why we have vision to say, hey, baby, don't go here. Don't wear that because we're looking at to protecting you. You're not looking at being protecting us. So your right. money doesn't matter. But yeah. what society and the modern woman done told women is that you can get this and you get a bag and you'll get this and you'll get that. If that's the case, every successful woman would have a man. Yeah. Come on. Mm. Wow. So, and and then right. this notion of this prize, let's be honest. Stephen hit on this one with this. All things equal. 18 years old, 18 years old, a man and a woman. Who has the greater uh, marketplace? A woman. 25-year-old man and a 25-year-old woman, a woman. A woman. 30-year-old man and a 30-year-old woman, a man. A 35-year-old man and a 35-year-old woman, a man. I said sexual market value, meaning a woman's value is her youth and her fertility. The greatest honor a woman can do for a man is have a baby by him. When you get older and you pass 43 to 45 years old, you can no longer bear my child. At 50 years old, every man on this panel right now can go get a 33-year-old woman, get her pregnant, and start a whole new life. A woman can't do that at 50. So we can recreate life. Every she doesn't want to. <laughs> huh? Well, she may not want to. She not want to at 50. No. Right. But that's what I'm saying is our value as we get older. Why? Because at 20 years old, I couldn't do nothing for you. At 25 years, yeah. I can't do nothing for a woman. I have no experience. Yeah. I don't have no Sorry. money. I'm broke. You know what I mean? You don't have nothing. Fast forward. I'm 45 up. Yeah, I got money. I could, I done been on some trips now. I can tell you, I can pick up a rock and tell you how old it is. I couldn't tell you that when I was at 20, I can pour into you now. Okay. So that's why y'all past matters more and our future matters more. A woman care where you're going. A man do care about where you come from. Okay. So, so now with all of that, so would you all date older women and what is older for you, you guys are, I know, 50. And- Older woman with a younger spirit. That's how forever young. You, you don't matter how old you are. You can be an older woman and you can carry yourself, but you have that exuberance about yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. You care about your physical fitness. You care about other people. Like Amani said, you know what I mean? You work well, you play well with others. That yeah. Those type of people are, that's youth. That's yes. a sign of right. you. And, and your physical appearance, it, it's going to, all this shit, listen, I'm bald, okay? Yeah. You're going to lose some stuff when you get older, okay? That is natural, okay? Yeah. That's a natural progression of this thing called life. You're going to get gray, your teeth going to turn, your skin going to turn, your hair going to fall out. But you can always have that energy of youth, of love inside, and you got that to give. And I feel like a lot of older women have that to give. I, I mean, I grew up in a church. So I seen these old ladies that had this energy that you would not believe. Yeah. You know I mean? And they always felt young to me. But when I got old, I was like, man, Miss Pearl, 84, such and such is 79, such and such is 86. But I'm yeah. thinking they in their early 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Because they stayed young. They did things to keep them young. OK, so it's the it's the young at heart, ladies. Young the at young heart. Because yep. everybody listening is over 40 now. This is for everybody. We got a couple of more questions and we're going to be wrapping it up. This just requires a number. It said on a scale 
from one to 10, how ready are you for a committed relationship? One being not and 10 being you're really ready. So on a scale of one to 10, everybody tell me what their number is. Okay, Zeke, you said seven? No, I'm a hard eight. Your heart eight? My heart eight. <laughs> Even look lost like. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, oh, oh. You know, you know, it's so, it's so funny. You uh, you you say that word committed. You make it seem like it's like what we've been doing all our lives. Like she's my girl. You've been in a relationship, and now it's like, hey, committed relationship. Well. <laughs> If I'm seeing you two or three weeks, we're talking every day, whatever, we're pretty much in a relationship. Like, you my girl, if I'm seeing you on a consistent basis. So when I hear a woman say, well, well, let me know we're in a committed relationship. It, it sounds like I'm back in high school or like you my girl or, or like when I was in college. It's like, you my girl, you my girl. If, if, if you're not my girl, then I'm not feeling it. Now, how am I already? Uh I give myself 80%. Eight, okay. Well, I think I give what, 80%. Women, what women mean when they say committed, that means that we're not dating you anybody else and we're only seeing each other. Right. And so you're in a monogamous relationship that you guys have said that I'm I'm with you and you're with me and we're with but you. isn't that but isn't that I mean that's like elementary you know we think back in the day when he's my girl it's not we're not trying to reinvent the wheel again that's been going on forever it's been going on forever I've been in yeah. hold on I was in more relationships it's weird because I was in more relationships in my 20s and my 30s than in my 40s around 50. And that's this so ironic. It's like I wanted a relationship back then. I, I, I it's like I was always in one. Now I can't deal with the BS no more. I'm like, eh, I'm comfortable. I'm I'm good. I'm 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 fine. I I I'll find her. Not right now. Uh, my patience. It, it's just funny how it's just changed, just flipped. So you still a hard eight or no? I'm still I'm still a hard eight, but it's just <laughs> she got to understand my program, you know what I'm trying to do, and she got to be on Steve's team, you know she she got to understand her role, play her position, you know I'm the quarterback, I'm I'm calling the plays. All right. Now you can you can let me know some plays, but I'm dictating everything. Okay. All right. Armani, one to ten. I don't like the question. Okay, I'm feeling like Steve. I don't like I don't like the way the question is 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 been has been asked because uh, commitment to me is different than what I think. I I don't think I don't think most women are, are ready to be committed. Mm. Okay, know, I think I think I think women, the, Armani. We talking about the men? No, no let's, this is important. This is important. You go because what what happens is is the is that the women want the men to commit, but they aren't committed. And commitment to them is say, okay, you just gonna date me. No problem. I have no problem with just dating you. But if I'm gonna just date you, I'm not dating you to be abused and misused and manipulated. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you take the fun out of the commitment. I'm committed. If I'm committed, I'm not expecting to hear no as much as women want to hear no. They want to hear, they want to hear yes from you, but they want to tell you no to anything, how they feel, when they feel what they want to feel. To me, committed means that there's an obligation. There's a duty that's there. There's a duty and a role, like the brother was saying. And are women truly willing to commit if to that? And I don't think they are nowadays. So I don't know. 
if a woman was ready to be committed yeah. to the relationship based on what those brothers, especially what Steve was saying, uh, you got to get with the program. Are they really ready to do that? Or are they on their own program right now? You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm going to if I'm going to commit, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing for your dream, for your fairy tale that ain't making one dime, one dollar, one nickel, one penny and doesn't include me. Okay. It doesn't include me in it. And so, yes, I'm ready. I'm 100 percent ready. But the commitment, not based on the way I think most women look at commitment. No. Okay. Zero. Zero for that. Okay. Monogamy. Uh, don't have no problem with it if that's what it is. Okay. All right, Terrence. One to ten. I'm going with ten. Uh, okay. it, it's fun out here. It's fun out here being single. It is. But um, it's even better coming home to somebody that that you're in love with. You know. Yeah. A long a long day, and you get to cuddle in bed, watch a movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and talk and, and make sweet love, and you know that's that's what I that's what I aspire. Wow. Okay, guys, we're about to wrap this up. Uh, one more question. Mm-hmm. That's one more. And it's it's a, it's an easy one. Just to describe your ideal date. Ladies, they are going to leave you with what is their ideal date. An what ideal date. An ideal date for me. I got to get my eat on because I get hangry. Okay, because when I sit down over a good meal, what my mom told me that the best thing a woman want is a great conversation, a handsome man and a glass of wine. Okay, so I feel that you can always set that scenery to engage in a date. And then I want to do something recreational because I'm me myself. I like to be physical. I'd like I know as I get older, it's not going to be too many people want to do too many things physical. So I want to take advantage of that now. It could be something that's rock climbing. It could be riding bikes. It could be in the park. I like nature. So a perfect date for me is somebody that can appreciate nature and a good meal. That good meal could be at a nice restaurant or it could be Chef Burger Zeke. You see what I'm saying? Where I sit down, I done sit up there and got a tomahawk and got it ready, laid, slide, died and laid to the side and ready to serve you something. And then we get up and go do something a little bit recreational, or we do that off top. It could be canoeing, it could be water skiing, it could be anything. I just love being recreational. I like to see how unexpected she could be, right? You know what I mean? Like, how how is she going to respond to something that she's never done before? Because a lot of women don't think of a date of doing something recreational. And so now you're going to put them in out of their element. They're like, whoa, I thought we was, nah, we're going to go do this. Yeah, yeah. And of course, a dinner. That would be an ideal date for me. I'm going to make that real quick. Well, sounds good, Stephen. You mean the first date, second date, third date, or what? What are you talking about? Well, just an ideal date, period. It just, it, it didn't say, it just said, describe your ideal date. Well, I mean, if we're already talking and we got a good vibe, it'd be more of an outdoor event. I think a first date, you know, first date. You know, doing like a nice brunch on the patio, then uh, maybe going for a walk, you know, talking, you know, being outdoors a little bit when the weather's nice, not as humid as hot as Dallas been lately. And just, you know, just keep it simple, because like I said, a lot of times, sometimes it's simple when a woman's like, you don't that because you can always go out to dinner and that. I mean, I get that. I've done that a lot. But we do simple things where you can be able to really be relaxed and get to know each other and just. You, you can always, you know, do it up, you know, do it up later. Just like, hey, let's go for this or, 
to a park or outdoor event or let's just go do this. And it's like sometimes it's just a company. I mean, if you with the right person, sometimes it doesn't matter what you do. This can be all. I mean, it's all you can go for ice cream. And it, I mean, you just enjoying each other. I mean, I've done that where we started with ice cream. It was so good. We went home and changed. Then we went out to dinner and mm. continued. It was just like you didn't want to stop. You're like, man, keep it simple. That's good. Love it. Terrence, what's your ideal date? <laughs> Pretty much everything that Steve said. I like I like that. I like walks in, in the park and, and nice vibe. But I'm more of a, a romantic dude. So I would like uh, I like horse and carriage rides, you know, a nice, a nice uh, fall night. It was not too hot outside. A limo ride, dinner on the beach by candlelight, walking on the beach after we eat for a little while, and maybe even camping out on the beach. That's the type of stuff I like, you know, stuff like that. Nice, nice romantic stuff. But I definitely like the small things, like meeting up at a park and, and just going walking and talking and, and holding hands, like saying some good ice cream, um, uh, stopping, maybe just get some wings somewhere uh, maybe even just like um, sometime I, I like to do like a wing test, hit about three or four restaurants, just test their wings. I just have fun, just see who got the best wings in the Metroplex, you know, best burgers and stuff like that. So uh, some fun stuff. But I do like romantic stuff. So it would be something very it will be romantic to no matter what the date would be. OK, everybody want ice cream. Y'all making me want to go get some ice cream now. But OK, <laughs> <laughs> OK, Armani. Yeah, I'm I'm with everything the brother said, but of course y'all know my date, my ideal date. Like I said, is I want to I want to hit a few coasts, like an extended date to where we fly out somewhere, and we go and have a date on this coast, go do something, go sightsee, go to sleep, or even fly out that same day if we hadn't enjoyed all of it. Go somewhere else on another coast. Go to the Midwest, come back down south, back home. If you know if this is where she is, or if she lives in another city or state, we can fly and meet. I actually offered that to a few different women over the last month and a half or so, and nobody was open enough to just go, like just like just go do it. You know what I'm saying? Like just come on, let's just let's just go. And uh, these are women you know, that I've known. It was just for just for friends, you know, nothing nothing serious. They, they're not available. It's, it, it's processing too much versus just going and, and, and enjoying the date, the ambiance. I'm a very romantic guy, like the brother was saying. I love to romance a woman, but you got to allow me to romance you, not try and tell me how to romance you, but allow me to romance your experience. Be open to the experience of me, not the experience of Terrence or Steve or Zeke, which you may have been used to in the past, but be open to the experience that I'm going to give you. Ooh. Okay, ladies. Now, listen. Now, I know all of y'all got thoughts, all kind of stuff going in y'all's heads. And these guys, when you see them and you hear this, this has been incredible. I am so glad we were able to do this and to get you guys' voices out there. I want to give you a hand for stopping in and making sure that this Urban Bachelor show gets out to the world. Thank you for sharing with us your thoughts. It is going to help so many women. You may not know the women that it's going to help, but some of you will because they're going to be reaching out to you. <laughs> but it is helping so many people 
to understand men. And I believe Stephen said that earlier. A lot of women don't understand men. And so we seek to understand, which is why I do these kind of things to help bridge the gap and to help everybody get on the same page so we can continue to create love. That's what this is all about, creating love. So I thank you for your time. I thank you for your energy. I thank you for your authenticity and lending your your thoughts to this audience around the world who's going to be listening to hear exactly what you have to say. And you guys got to let me know. If any love connections come out of this, you got to let the sister know, okay? (laughs) I do thank you, guys. I'll let you know if people are reaching out to me. They probably know how to find y'all. They're going to be able to find y'all anyway. But this has been a great experience. And so everybody to the audience, thank you again for joining us. And this is the Urban Bachelor Show that we are bringing on Single Life with Dr. G, dating over 40.